to another bourbon show. Uh, tonight, we are going to be drinking another sample provided by Stephen. And tonight, I'm excited for this one. We're going to be drinking some Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Uh, specifically, this is B521. And look at those professional labels. Let's 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 give a little applause for very professional labels. Now I have not checked how easy they are to get on or off though. And that's the real test here. You know, I haven't checked that either. I'm on on good faith from Jesse that they're not too bad to get off, but this for the record is one of those kind of things Jesse would lie about for what it's worth. <laughs> so, word of warning. <laughs> So we'll see. We'll see uh, if she's a liar or not. Um, but tonight we're going to be drinking some Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Specifically, this is B521. Uh, so that means that it was the second release of the Barrel Proof from the year 21. That's what the B identifies. And then 521 means that it came out in May of 2021. May being the five and then 21 being the year. Uh, so being Elijah Craig barrel proof, it's just the standard mash bill. So 80, uh, excuse me, 78% corn, 12% barley, 10% rye, but then they, uh, they, they bottle it at barrel proof, whatever that batch turns out to be. And what, what proof is this one, Stephen? It is 118.2. That's 59.1 alcohol by volume. Okay, so for Elijah Craig barrel proof standards, that's one of the lower, uh, the lower proofs that they tend to come in. But that is not necessarily a bad thing, because one thing that I really want to stress is that, like, there's a lot of people that are like proof chasers these days, and the only thing proof ever tells you is how fast it's going to get you drunk. That's the only thing you know 100% based on the proof. Everything else is uh, uh, situational, if you will. So, but Stephen, you've got the bottle right there. Let's hear your rating on it. Yeah, so uh, I've rated Elijah Craig before. Um, it's tough to give any Elijah Craig a different rating than another because they are very, very similar from a distance. Um, I like how informative they are. It's easy to tell what it is once you've got, once you're up close to the bottle. It's, I mean, it's right there, but I don't often think that it's hard to tell what something is up close. So I'm not going to give it too many extra points for that, right? It's being able to tell from a distance, I think is just good for the brand. And Elijah Craig just doesn't have that. But I think I gave it before like a six. And, uh, and so that's what I'm going to stay with. I think it's a nice label. I don't think Elijah Craig looks bad. It's just super basic to me. And it's the overall bottle shape. It's the stuff that I don't rate that really makes it stand out that like that you do notice from a distance. So I think the overall bottle presentation is still good. Um, they definitely have, you know, I don't think they have a branding issue like we talked about last week with makers where there's some just kind of inconsistency be between their bottles and their products. But the, uh, the cork is super nice. I, I really like dealing with this cork. Um, I like, you know, how consistently everything pours out without glugging because of the the wide opening. Um, I, again, I like how informative it is, but most of that stuff doesn't go into my rating. So I'm just going to give it kind of an above average overall. It looks nice, but it's simple and you can't tell much from a distance. So, yeah. Hey, just curious, uh, how much did you end up paying for this bottle? If you remember, 
I think it was, I think it was either like 75 or 80. And I can't remember if that was like tax or not. That's how much I got it for, which I, I, I know I talked to you at the time and that's a bit of an overpay, but, um, I'm pretty happy to pay in that range for it. Um, just for availability in Missouri. Um, this was really close to my house and they just had this straight up on the shelf. So, yeah. 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 So, so SRP is like 65, uh, right, right about 65, but finding it at 65 is next to impossible. Um, yeah, it's, it's almost impossible to find it at SRP. You just got to be in the right place at the right time or know somebody basically. Um, so yeah, I can see going up to 75 or 80, 80 or even 85. Um, I know people that pay a hundred dollars for these, for bottles of this all day long, every day would, right. they would grab it every single time for a hundred bucks. Um, and this was sitting right next to a small batch on the shelf. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, do we, uh, do we want to jump in? Yeah, let's do it. Start with some. All right. Cheers. I just want to say cheers. cheers. I want to say I will not at the end of this make the same mistake of saying, oh, this tastes like a proofed up small batch. I will not do that this week, Dan. <laughs> I learned my lesson, even though I'm 100% right about what I said. I learned my well, lesson. Well, first of all, I want to throw out there that you don't proof up, okay? Like, not to just like keep nagging on last week. There's no such thing as proofing Well, now you're up. being, of course, I. but now you're being just pedantic with me. Well, you're I saying you dumb shit still. You're still I know you saying can't dumb proof things. it up, but you can describe something as a proofed up X or whatever. You'd be more like you'd be smarter to say, well, that tastes like a proofed down of this. Right. That's something you can. I get it because you can't proof up anything. Dumbass. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to leave it sit out. So to hide, I'm going to you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw it in a in a pot and cook it to dehydrate it. That'll proof it up. Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> if boiling uh, if boiling whiskey can actually proof it up, then maybe that's what uh, Stanley's that's what Stanley's was doing with that Buffalo Trace they had sitting on top of the refrigerator. The first time we ever had that, I'm like, I will never drink Buffalo Trace again. This is probably what 2012 <laughs> or 13. Like it's like 150 degrees. <laughs> And by the way, that wouldn't work because alcohol has a lower boiling point than water. So it's going to be one of those kind of nights, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead and skip this one. <laughs> Go ahead and skip this one. Dan's in a mood. <laughs> <laughs> Steven saying dumb shit. What, do I, what am I supposed to do? Just sit here and let it happen? Hey, the nose on this is fantastic. That yeah, is. Your little caramel. Yeah, absolutely. Caramel, Some uh, definitely oak. As well, and a little yeah. orange rind. I think I get that a lot with the uh, with the Elijah Craig products. You know, I got to say that like this is like so again, one hundred and eighteen proof. That's that's a high proof, right? Like, let's not fuck around here. One eighteen is a high proof, and it does not have a one eighteen proof nose. Not at all. Don't I? I can smell alcohol, but not like it's one hundred and eighteen proof. I would even say the nose is now the nose is good, but I would even say for 118 it's weak. Yeah. Because of that proof. I would say so. But it just smells fantastic. 
you can taste the proof, but it's not like, um, uh, it's not like shockingly high proof on the palate, but you, but you know, you're drinking something that's up there in proof. You're not going to sip it and think to yourself, oh, this is a 92 proof whiskey. No, you know, it's, you know, it's up there. A lot of brown sugar. Oh yeah. It, it kind of, it, you drink it at first. It's like, wow, that's, that's spicy. You know, it kind of kicks you in the face at first, but it's got a long finish, but it, it kind of evens out. And I'm definitely getting some, some orange on the, on the palate specifically. And then for the, for the finish, I'm getting like a, it goes like very spicy. Can you hear the dog squeaking? Yeah. And we, we can also hear the, uh, it's nails on the, uh, the tile, I think. So the laminate was a bad idea. <laughs> Dogs are upstairs. Cool. Well, one of them is, I don't know about the other one, the little ones down here. So, okay. So on the finish, I'm getting like a lot of spice, but then like it gives like spiciness, like, like peppery spiciness, but then that gives way to like another level of sweetness and more of a caramel sweetness. Whereas like on the palate, when it's in my mouth, it's pure brown sugar. But then like on that finish, that sweetness comes back as more of a caramel for me personally. Yeah, I think at the, the I think the finish on this guy is one of my favorite finishes of anything we drank just because it's so long, mm-hmm. but pleasant. It's a it's a burn, but it's such a mellow burn to me. It's like way back in your throat. And it's it's I don't know. It, it to me, it's it's a great like winter whiskey. You want something that that warms the warms the belly, warms the palate. And, um, it's, it's mellow, it's long, but there's, you go through all the stages as if you, you took another sip, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I was kind of saying when I first put it in my mouth to swallowing it. It's just, I got to stop doing that. (laughs) It's almost like it's like two different whiskeys at some points. I get a little cherry, a little cherryness to it too. And -hmm. then it kind of gives way to that, that sweetness, maybe a little nutmeg and Brown shit. I mean, it's just, it's good. It's complex. It's really like two different whiskeys. Just the layers of it. And the color is beautiful too. Oh, the color is gorgeous. Yeah. Like a really dark, dark brown. I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's showing it pretty decently. There's a whole bottle of it, but I'm, I got some. Like pretty soft lighting, but I mean, even compared to some of the last whiskey, like if you go back in the last like thumbnail or whatever in our last video, last couple of videos, especially when we do the scotches and stuff, I mean, look at this color. Oh, yeah, in my camera, yeah, yeah. nice amber color, yeah. Whereas like the scotches are much more of a honey, honey colored whiskey, yeah, it is that just dark, dark amber, yeah. This is, don't this even is the shit that brought that Jurassic shit. Park back. <laughs> Come on, that's the good stuff right there. <laughs> oh, I did get a message from one of our viewers. Let me find that. It's not Connor? No. Um, this is how the whiskey makes me feel. 
Okay, so her fiance is a bartender and they get a lot of weird stuff. So she recommended to get rid of that American honey, make it like a gold rush. So like two ounces of the American honey, half a lemon and an egg white, maybe some bitters, specifically orange or Peychaud's bitters. That's one way to mix it. I haven't mixed, I haven't tried that cocktail yet, but I'm going to. I've never put egg white in a drink before. So it's tough whiskey sour. No, no. I've had whiskey sours without it. Have you had ever had one with it? No, no, I've never had any drink with it. So it's, it's what I mean is it's hard for me to even like conceptualize what this would taste like. Yeah. You whip the, the egg white. Yeah. So it's, it's not, like it doesn't frothy. really, yeah. The frothy top, like you see drinks are real frothy on top. Yeah. It doesn't really change the texture of the drink too much. Hmm. It's just a nice, gives a nice added component. How do you prefer them, Ryan? I do like them with the egg white where you can find them, but you know, most of the dive bars I go into don't know how to do that. So yeah. 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 But I do like them like that. Yeah. I make them both ways. Um, if I'm, yeah, it's, it's based on mood for me. Like I'm going to take the extra step and go ahead and whip an egg white real quick, add it to a, I, I like whiskey sours. I enjoy them. The combination of the, the, like the, the lemon with the whiskey, it's just a, it's a good combination. Yeah. Whiskey and citrus just go hand in hand. I think they do with uh, most, you know? Yep. Yeah. There's some nights. I mean, I can drink like seven to 10 of those if I'm out drinking. I mean, I, when you get home, you're like, Oh man, my stomach hurts, but they go down easy. They do like fast, like the fastest I drink whiskey is probably a whiskey sour. You've been watching March Madness at all? I've not watched a single game. A little bit. There's this guy on Gonzaga who's projected to be like the number one draft pick potentially this, in the NBA draft. Named the with the mustache? No, that's no. that's Drew Timmy. But this guy is Chet Holmgren. Who and he is a seven one, one hundred and ninety five pound center. Oh and yeah, he kind of seven he kinda one looks like he looks like he, he looks like he has Marfons, right? I don't know what that is. Oh, I'll Isaiah sh- Austin had it at Baylor. It's like real tall people get it. It's like a it's a hard whatever the condition is it makes you tall and lanky. You have really long fingers and your vision kind of sucks and you have heart issues. Here you is go. He white? He's here white. He, here he is. Yeah, that dude's got Marfons. I just want to say that I am so happy to see him killing it and going to be the number one pick maybe in the NBA draft because he's holding it down for all the tall, skinny, just fucking visually uncomfortable <laughs> to look at people out there. Okay. He is now your hero. He is. Steven, look, look at this, man. Are you going to become a, are you going to like buy his jersey and become a fan of whatever team drafts him? Uh, Yeah. And so are a lot of people, Dan. He's kind of a sensation. Okay. What is he? Like race. White. He yeah, is. Looks he pretty is, Caucasian. 
He is from Minnesota. And apparently, he would if he gets drafted number one overall in the NBA this year, he will be the first American-born white player to be drafted first overall since, like, I want to say, like, 1977, they said, or something like that. Really? Maybe, maybe 1997, but I know it was something with ending in a seven. It was way longer than I thought. It might have been 77. Because that reminds me of another white guy who was a bust in the NBA, and this guy, Chet Holmgren, definitely will be too, who went to Gonzaga. <laughs> Adam Adam Morrison, remember oh, him? I, sure. think he, I think he went third overall. But, um, Stephen, if you could share your screen and type in Marfan's disease, uh, this dude won't get drafted. They're going to tell me he has Marfan's. He's out of the league. Or he will be a bust. It's going to be one of the two. One of the two. Marfan syndrome? Yeah. And just go to the images, and all of them look like that guy. Sorry to our, all our Marfan listeners, dude. I I don't want to show this to our listeners. Then people can look it up. It's I want to see if you're really curious. Okay, I'm going to tell the viewers. I'll show you, Dan, but this may not make it in the podcast. It is M A R F A N syndrome. Now type in just do this because he was an NBA. He was going to be a first overall pick, Isaiah Austin. I think he's supposed to like A S A I. Oh look. Look, Google knows what the path we're going on. I typed in I. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. The dude's got Marfons, man. That guy, too, for sure, but the guy from Gonzaga. Jesus Christ, man. That, that kid was a baller. Quite the episode we got going here, guys. <laughs> man, I... I love watching March Madness and I love watching some kind of like chubby or ultra skinny white guy play like such an unsustainable, just like, but dominate, but just like it's non-viable from an NBA standpoint. I mean, how fun was Adam Morrison when we were like oh, 30, 40 point? Yeah, him and it was him and JJ Redick going you know, toe to toe for I was the watching nice uh, player of the year. I was watching North Carolina the other day and I just remember how Tyler Hansborough was like the man in like college basketball. And then like guys who were like maybe like third or fourth best at the time are like still playing today. And like Tyler Hansborough has just been like golfing for a couple of years now. Same with like Johnny Manziel. I don't know what it is about like white dudes just not well, like killing it in college and then afterwards Baker. immediately fizzling out. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> okay, Baker Mayfield, this, I'm a Baker Mayfield truther, okay? I'll say, I would never want him on my team, I'll say that. <laughs> but I also think he was playing for the fucking Browns, and he didn't he have like a different head coach and or offensive coordinator every year? Like, that can't be easy. He's also a douchebag. Yeah, but, okay. Okay, but I mean... You jumped to Baker Mayfield so quick. I feel like you're also describing like Brady Quinn, but you didn't mention him. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean Brady Quinn knew he wasn't that good, right? <laughs> well, he didn't get a Hulu deal immediately. I'll say that. He wasn't in he wasn't an Allstate commercial or Geico, whatever Baker Mayfield does. Yeah, Baker got in a lot of them real quick, which seemed premature. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. So when you guys were talking about basketball, I didn't know a single person you guys were talking about, by the way. Yeah, not a basketball, not a basketball head. 
or no. college basketball head. It, if you saw Adam Morrison, like if you just did a Google search on your phone, you would remember him. No, I would not. Yeah. I mean, he's got that. He had this long hair and this mustache. Dan was fighting in two wars at the time you and I were having 16. our Adam Morrison parties. <laughs> yeah. When, when did he, when did he join the NBA? Oh, six probably. Right. Yeah. Nothing was going on at that time for Dan. There is zero chance I've ever seen the human being you're talking about. Zero chance. He'd do ASO tours, dude. He was out of the league in like two years, so he'd come see you guys. <laughs> Zero chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you say we go ahead and rate this? Let's do it. Let's do it. Anybody want to go first? I'll go. Let's hear uh, it. It's very complex. Like I said, it's two different bourbons. You get, you get a lot of baking spice. You know, it's spicy, but then you get that kind of that nutmeg, that caramel, it evens out. Some, like some of the remnants of it kind of remind, like, it's like, man, if it was just a little sweeter, it reminded me of that toasted barrel. Like there's definitely some, some comparisons I feel like with these two. So I really like it. I wish I had more because my, my thing's almost out, but I'm going to go an 8.5. I wish there was a little less baking spice and more of those, you know, a little more of the cherry and the orange note and, and overall sweetness, but I still think it's it's really good. And the fact that it's almost 120 proof and you drink it and you don't get punched in the stomach, you know, it's a good bourbon. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do so an 8.5. 85, you said? Yeah. Okay. I'm doing an 8.5 as well. Uh, I think it, it's, it's largely the same reasons. So I'll keep mine short, but. Yeah, I, I really agree with all of it. I think it's just the the finish to me, like I said before, this is one of my favorite finishes um, of any whiskey we've had. I think that's one of the really exceptional parts of it. It's all good, but I think the exceptional part is the finish. And if you want to, if you have some ability to have a glass of this or something on a bar and you're you're new to whiskey, I think this is a great example when people talk about finish, what they're talking about. Um, it's very easy for even a beginner, I think, to pick up a lot of interesting stuff in the finish in particular, and you really understand why that's a distinct part of the drink drinking experience. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go with an eight, eight. Um, and a huge reason why I'm going with an eight, eight is actually last week's maker's mark 46 cask strength. This is marginally better, just a little bit better to me than the Maker's Mark 46, 46 cask strength. Um, I wanted to give it like an 8.7, but then I thought about the fact that now last week I just gave that an 8.7. Um, so I can't because this is a little bit better. And I do f- still fully believe in the fact that Take things day by day, right? Like there's a different day I might give this a 7-1 or maybe a 9-6 or Maker's Mark 46 cash strength, an 8-2 or a 5.0, just depending on my mood that particular day. But with them being back to back one week from the other, I have to say this is just slightly better, in my opinion, than the 46 cash strength. So I'm going with an 8-8. Eight, eight. Um, it's it's a great pour. Um the one thing 
that I'm thinking to myself right now that knocks it just a little bit is that I can't sit here and have a sip of it all night long, right? Like if I was to like have like two glasses of it, I would be really fucking drunk. And it is kind of nice to know that I could just continue sipping on something and just continue enjoying it all night long. That's one of the only knocks on it. But as far as like the flavor goes, it's fantastic. The finish is ridiculously good. Like the finish is the best part of this whiskey. No question about it. But the nose is amazing. The palate is great. So that's my reasoning for giving it an 8-8. It's a fantastic pour. So Ryan, tell us about your uh, your new microphone and your webcam. Yeah, I mean, all of the viewers are obviously noticing, and all of the listeners couldn't help but notice. Your voice is so crystal clear. I sound better? You do. Oh. I wish I could say you look better, but... <laughs> <laughs> Good one, dude. Thanks, dude. Um, yeah. Off uh, your guys' advice, I bought this guy. Beautiful. So It's a Blue Yeti microphone that's not blue. It's silver. Yeah. So, don't know My Blue that. Yeti is black. Yeah. Well, you know, they got to get... They gotta get their shit together here, dude. Cause yeah, they do have a blue one, but it was ugly. So I went with that one. It was nice. And then Dead I, probably air. Walked, <laughs> I, probably, I probably, I probably walked 20 minutes around Best Buy trying to find a webcam. And then I finally found this one that I don't know if you have Steven. One Show of my it to us. has it. That's not so. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> it was like, it was one of two that was left and it was like, Pretty much under the shelf. I thought oh, you yeah, were going to show. Is. Wait, how do I show the webcam? That's the joke, Ryan. That's the joke. Can you see me? How did? I thought you were going to show. I thought you knew that that was Dan's joke, but you were going to show the box that maybe you still had or something. But no, you're just like, I'll pick it up and then I'll figure it. 